This episode is brought to you by beer. That's right, ladies. Our sponsor is just beer in general. No specific company or types of beers, just straight up beer. Also known as the nectar of the gods, this bubbly beverage always makes the day better. Whether you drink darker, thick beers like stouts or crispy, smooth, light, or blonde ales, you'll always be able to find the right beer for certain occasions. Whether you're chugging some Labatt Blue Lights in the locker rooms with the boys after a hockey game, or you're drinking 10 to 12 Budweiser's every night just to get a good night's sleep. Mo, give me a beer! Whatever the occasion, beer is your answer. The best part about beer is that you can enjoy it in multiple ways. For example, some prefer to sit back and sip on an ice cold brew on a hot summer's day. Some like to incorporate games like beer pong, flippy cup, beers bee, buffalo. Oh no! Others just enjoy different varieties of chugging like shotgunning beers, dual Rona bottle chugs, hot carls, beer monsters, butt chugs, beer cannons, beer syringes, and my personal favorite, you won't chug that beer, mother Whatever you choose, I know you'll have a great time. But don't forget to head over to your local gas station, a liquor store, grocery store, wherever you buy your beers, and use the promo code Don't give me a beer, bitch! to receive one shot of Fireball to start off your night right. So cheers to you, beer. We love you more than you could ever know. And now, let's start the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the podcast, Epi number eleven. Uh, this is Paulie D coming to you with my uh, beauty of a co-host, Brando. Say what's up, bud. <laughs> or say that if you want. That's fine. <laughs> so we're coming to you live today in the studio. We have an amazing show for you guys today. We're going to break down um, the Fergs live game last week. We had an awesome victory going to the championship. Want to talk about caps and the NHL? What's going on with that? Um, they're on the bender of their lifetime right now with the cup. We also have free agency and draft coming up. Then we have one of the best guests today, our boy Pick Niederson, aka Nick Peterson. Call him whatever you want. He's on the show today telling his story. And then Brando and I have some uh, pro story story times at the end. So great show, man. What do you feel about today, Brando? Feeling good, buddy. I'm uh, I'm definitely excited because we got that W on Monday night. We're going to the championship for next week, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to finally getting good old Peterson on, man. I mean, we barely even see the guy. He comes so what, maybe like 30% of the games, but when he's there, uh, he makes an impact for us, and uh, he's a beauty to have in the locker room as well. So, looking forward to hearing a little bit about his uh, background, his story and uh, see where the fuck he came from but uh why don't we get back into the good old beer leagues but uh before we do that buddy toss me a beer here you go man thank you (laughs) and one for yourself all right all right that's how we do things boys all right cheers buddy let's get going Obviously, you need some beers to talk about the beer leagues, right? And, uh, you know, it's 1.22 p.m. It's never too early to start uh, cracking brewskis. But uh, we 
had to play the uh, the good old Bombers in the first round of playoffs and, of course, being the number one seeds again going into the playoffs. We got to wear our beautiful black jerseys, and those clowns come out on the ice for warm-ups, and they're wearing their black jerseys and then had to leave with a minute left in warm-ups and go and, <laughs> go and put on the light jerseys provided by the rink. So, fuck you, boys. It's a magical thing when a plan comes together like that. That's why we were first place, just for that one moment. <laughs> It really gives us like something to actually play for in the regular season, man. Because a lot, I mean, the top four teams make playoffs. We're the number one seed. We played the Bombers. They were in a number four seed. We had a beautiful game, uh, four nothing victory. Our boy Eddie, the postman, Leupold, just popped his cherry and you know broke out broke out on Monday night with a with a hat trick, um, a natural hat trick at that. Had all three goals for us. Uh, and then at the very end of the game, uh, Mr. Mike Coca had, uh, I would call it an empty netter. I mean, there was like 10 seconds left in the game. We were winning 3 nothing. I chipped the puck up, and all of a sudden there was like a 4-on-0 going in the goalie, and you guys passed the puck around about six times, and then Coca just kind of tapped it in the open net, open net just uh, demoralized him a little bit more than we already had. Yeah, I mean, 10 seconds left. The other team kind of gave up, and um, no one was back-checking to make it like a 4-on-0 chance against a goalie, which we felt bad, but Coca never feels bad scoring on goalies with a couple seconds left, so he did what he does best. I mean, a solid game all around for everybody on the squad. We had uh, a lot of zone time, a lot of chipping pucks down low, running the cycles. Um, pretty physical game i mean those boys were they were coming hard they don't like playing us um the very first game of this season they actually beat us and uh i've had a little bit of a history with a couple individuals on the other team and they especially don't like me for some reason but uh got into it again with number what was that guy number 22 on the bombers yeah number 22 the guy's just a fucking plug man he uh Anytime you touch him or skate near him, his first thing, his first reaction is just to turn and just tomahawk you with his stick. Um, so even if you like slash the blade of his stick, he turns and as hard as he can will just slash you in the back of the leg. So he's one of those pricks. And, uh, you know, those guys, sometimes you got to put them in place. And I got a nice little shot on him right at the end. Um, what was it? He was in front of the net. And uh, me being a defender, you know, I don't give out any free passes for anybody standing in front of the net. So instead of cross-checking them in the back or, you know, slashing them on the foot or anything I would normally do, all I did was lift his stick and his stick hit him directly in the face and he went down like a sack of bricks. And uh, I don't know, I guess he told the ref to go fuck himself after that. And he got four minute penalty. I got a two minute penalty. And uh, well, his brother on the other squad didn't even shake my hand again. Yeah, it, it's typical bullshit with times. Um, what cracks me up is, you know, you guys are, are, you know, you're moving out of the crease. The sticks are up. He gets hit in the face. The guy drops down to the ice, covers his face, starts shaking like you just gave him a concussion. And then when you know he gets up, the ref is looking for blood. There's no blood. You know, the ref says, hey, both of you guys are going in the box because you both had your sticks up. All of a sudden, the guy goes from, like, having a seizure to being perfectly okay and just losing his mind at the ref. And then that's why he got four minutes because clearly it was a bit of a dive on his part. Happens. But, um, yeah, well, that's why we're in first and why they're not. I will say 
in addition to a physical game, uh, Russell had a shutout and uh, made some great saves. Uh, there was one puck on the goal line that our boy uh, Locke Cleary came by and scooped it up to save uh, that goal from happening and maintain the shutout. So good teamwork to both those guys on that. And shout out to Nick Peterson, our guest for today, for not coming to the game and making us play shorthanded on the back end. Uh, myself, Coca, and Locke had to rotate three defense. Um, but, you know, when our forwards have puck possession down low on the other end of the zone the whole fucking game mostly, it makes it easy for us on the back end. So it uh, it worked out. Russell came up with some beauties and um, looking forward to getting back into the championship. But a little bit of an upset in the other championship, or sorry, in the other semifinals game, we had the Beerhawks at uh, the number two seed. They were playing the Zeppelins. And number three, and I guess the Zeppelins won in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep, they squeaked out in overtime. So now we are playing the Zeppelins next Monday, 8.30. Um, all our many thousands of fans, I hope you guys all show up. Uh, but 8.30 we play the Zeppelins for a rematch of last year's championship where we beat them uh, pretty handily. It'll be a lot of fun, man. So we'll have to, we'll have to see how it goes. But... Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, let's dive in on this. I mean, there's not really much as far as NHL talk goes, but we can definitely talk about the absolute bender that the Washington Capitals have been on since winning the Cup from staying in Vegas to now having their uh, parade and everything. I mean, Polly, tell me about what's going on with these Caps. I mean, I'm loving everything I see on the social media for them. I'm not a Caps fan. Um, I I was kind of indifferent whether they won the cup or not. I'm happy they did. You know, happy Ovi got it as well. But I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying watching these these celebrations. I mean, they're laying in fountains. You know, they're just chugging beers. They're drinking out of the cup, doing, you know, cup keg stands. You know, they're out till 8 in the morning over at the MGM in Vegas. I mean, this is great. I, I honestly want to party with them as much as I could because it, it's got me inspired. I feel like it was just a perfect storm, like winning the cup in Vegas, Ovi's first cup. You knew he was just going to go on an absolute tilt with it. And, uh, you know, going on Jimmy Fallon the other night, even he was drinking out of the cup. That was pretty fun to see. But, you know, TJ Oshie, you know, double double chugging those Coronas. There's, you know, videos of Tom Wilson just chugging beers. I mean, these boys are just nonstop going at it, and that's exactly what I like to see. It kind of reminds me of, of us on, like, Mancation. <laughs> but Mancation, if we won the Stanley Cup, I mean, just, like, multiply it by, like, a billion. And, and if we all had millions of dollars, it would be nice, too, of course. But uh, uh, these guys are just having the times of their life, man, and it, it is a lot of fun to watch. And the, the best part is, obviously, with social media and everything, you know, they're not trying to hide anything is they're they're doing all this in public you know and they're not just having their own little private parties i mean they're out there showing off the cup and partying in front of everybody so these guys are just such beauties man yeah i mean i didn't realize how much of a beauty ovechkin is i mean he just looks like a fun guy to be around and you know when when they win the cup everyone gets the cup for you know it's like two three days kind of thing Ovechkin hasn't really let it go. He's just, you know, I don't know if he's just making his, you know, Orloff's days or with Ovechkin. He's making, like, those them spend their days with him. But he's had, I felt like, the cup for, like, two weeks straight. I mean, there's pictures of him in bed with it. There's pictures of him just like, in the cars. Everywhere he goes, he has a cup. And and he's also been very generous to share it with the fans. I mean, he's out there with the fans, you know, out in the streets and doing things like that, which is pretty cool. He's not, like, keeping it, like, behind closed doors or anything. Did you hear um 
Ovechkin and Kuznetsov, I think, at the parade. They were on stage and they were kind of giving a little bit of a speech with their with their broken English and their Russian accents. And I forget exactly which one of them said it. I mean, I know they both dropped f bombs during their speeches, um, but Ovechkin was like, "We not fucking suck anymore. <laughs> we're Stanley Cup champions." And then he just lifts the cup. He's like, "Yeah!" And just like a monster, dude. That's just the kind of stuff that you love to see, man. He's so passionate and so excited. I mean, these are the things that they're never going to forget. And, uh, man, I mean, imagine when they bring that cup back to Russia, dude. They're going to have, like, another parade in Russia for these for these Russian boys. And Putin himself is going to be, you know, probably blowing coke out of the top of the cup and everything is going to be a bender. It was pretty awesome. I saw on social media they had, like, the picture of the Obama inauguration of, like, how many people were in that um, the square there in Washington, D.C., and then the Trump inauguration. But then, like... The Capitals parade was like double both of those combined. It, it was pretty epic. That was solid, man. And uh, especially the rookies too. I mean, are are some of these guys even twenty one yet? And they just are out there just having the time of their lives, man. And uh, just chugging beers with the boys. And especially uh, Jacob Verana, rookie. I don't know how old he is. I'm guessing he's old enough to drink because he looks especially drunk out there. <laughs> Um, I mean, just imagine, like, you know, being on a team right now. I mean, all of us are pretty much in our late 20s, early 30s, you know, bringing in, a, like, an 18-year-old kid or something like that and handing him a beer for the first time. You know, you kind of like, feel like you're breaking the rules, but put that on the NHL level and give them the Stanley Cup and, and a bunch of money and see, <laughs> watch these young kids have a blast, dude. It's going to be hilarious. I saw Verona did that dance at the, at the cup parade when they announced his name. You know, the, the dance that pretty much all the kids could do and I can't do and I don't know if you could do, but – it's just funny. He's the one that did it, dude. Well, enough about the uh, about the uh, the good old Caps, man. I mean, as far as any other NHL news goes, we got the draft next week, which is especially exciting because for those of you guys that don't follow the NHL draft and some of these prospects that are coming up, this is um, probably one of the best drafts. A very deep skilled draft um one of the best ones in a long time so there's going to be some game changers coming up here and you know maybe after the draft we'll talk about where some of these kids went and and what kind of an impact that they'll have on those teams but um i heard there's a little bit of drama going on in the uh in the ottawa senators did you hear about that paulie yeah i mean uh ottawa can't can't seem to catch a break this year but yeah there is some uh not Carlson and Hoffman drama, but Carlson's wife and Hoffman's fiance are having some type of public feud. And I'll just say that can't be good for anyone. So, um, you know, Carlson had one foot out the door at the trade deadline. I think uh, I also saw he officially did request a trade. I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know, it's safe to say I think Carlson's going to be gone this offseason. Um, I'll be very curious to see where he lands. And then Hoffman, you know, maybe he'll be gone too. I don't know. You know what have you heard about? It? Anything different? Yeah, I heard that something was going on between the wives and girlfriends or whatever it was, and something like cyberbullying was going on. I know that the Carlson family had had lost their newborn son. I think, you know, the rumors going around the Internet are that Hoffman's, I don't know if it's his girlfriend or fiance, whoever she is, I guess was was saying something about that and kind of like harassing them online. So, I mean, that's some pretty serious stuff, dude, and, Obviously, now that it's getting out um, on social media and that, you know, things are kind of happening behind the scenes and that they're actually filing, like, you know, assault reports and this kind of – it's a real deal, man. So Ottawa's got a mess on their hands, and they obviously need to to ship – I mean, 
if Hoffman's doing this to Carlson, Carlson's the captain, I feel like everybody loves Carlson. So, I mean, I feel like Hoffman's probably going to be the first one to go at some point in this offseason if any other NHL teams even want to take this guy on. I mean, if this guy's girlfriend's causing some controversy for no fucking reason, you know, NHL teams think about that off uh, off the ice kind of stuff, and sometimes they want, would rather stay away from it. So we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, so the, what they're saying right now is that Hoffman's fiance is cyberbullying um, Carlson's wife. But when the reports came out, Hoffman and his fiance are saying that it's not them, that someone has hacked their accounts and is doing it for them, which seems kind of lame. I don't know if that's true or not. But then I also read something yesterday that there was an altercation in a parking lot or something between Carlson's wife or and Hoffman's fiance. So, I mean, you can't make that up. If they're physically fighting, I'd love to see uh, the video on that. World star. <laughs> But, um, yeah, definitely more will be coming out on this. And um, we'll keep you posted if we hear anything. You know, not that we hear anything that you guys don't. So. Yeah, we, we're your number one source of information for for anything these days. So I'm glad you guys are listening. But uh, real quick, before we bring on uh, good old Mr. Nick Peterson for our interview, a couple of uh, interesting things to talk about um, moving forward is going to be these unrestricted free agents. Uh, got some big, big names this year. John Tavares out of the Islanders. If I were him, there's no chance I'm staying with the Islanders. I'm looking to go pretty much anywhere else but the island right now. So we'll kind of see how that unfolds. I know he's been talking to, to well, I don't know if he's actually been talking to teams, but you know, teams are, are linked, um, you know, making that cap space. And they're definitely, I mean, if you don't make a pitch for John Tavares, then I don't know what your GM is doing. I mean, every single team in the NHL should be trying to figure out how to make room for a guy like him. He's an absolute stud and a game changer. And then uh, you got a boy, John Carlson, just won the cup with Washington. He's an unrestricted free agent. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the Caps bring him back or what they do there. Um, and then uh, a couple other big names, James Van Reems, like JVR from uh, Toronto. We'll see where he goes. Uh, anybody else stick out to you, Paul? Uh, well, Kovalchuk is on a tour right now, just pretty much hitting team after team, and that's uh, you know kind of hitting the way to see where he goes. You know, he's he's thirty five years old. He uh, still has the magic we saw in the Olympics, but he's probably looking for more of an established team this time around. Instead of, I don't think he wants to jump on a rebuild team. So, be curious to see where he goes. I'd love to. You know, free agency starts July first. I'd love to see some of these guys sign right away and not drag it all the way out till September. So I could plan my fantasy team correctly, but um, you know, yeah, we'll we'll keep track on this. We'll talk more about free agency um, on the next cast. So, you know, let, let's bring on our boy uh, Nick Peterson. See what the guy has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an absolute pleasure and honor to bring on the mysterious, sexy elusive nick fucking peterson what's going on buddy what's up boys hey i hope that the uh, audio and everything is working uh, just fine for you um i just wanted to uh just wanted to again thank you for coming on to the pod here buddy i'm here alongside with paulie d say what up paulie what's up big paulie. guy how's it going it's happening it's happening well hey man uh you know, it's it's about time we got you on the uh, the pod here, and we're looking forward to hearing a little bit about your life story and how you ended up joining the Ferbs Boys. 
Um, the way that we kind of like to start this off, as you know, is to kind of hear a little bit about your background and growing up, uh, Mr. St. Louis boy. So why don't you give us the quick abbreviated version of the, the life of Nick, a.k.a. Pick Nederson? <laughs> hey, first things first, how'd Monday go? Oh, you didn't know? No, I mean, I saw that we probably won, but I don't know the, I don't know the play-by-plays. Well, buddy, I mean, you should probably just start coming to the games and you'll, you'll, you won't have any problem knowing how the <laughs> that games might go. Help. That might help. Funny story about that. Fucking we got to... 5.30 a.m. on Monday morning, I woke up to what sounded like a human being unleashing diarrhea in my bedroom. And turns out it was my dog ate a fucking king-sized bag of M&M's. So we fucking had to rush her to the goddamn vet. It was like vomiting, thought I was going to die. So... A little nervous. A little nervous about the dog. Damn. Yeah, that's not good at all, man. I thought that you were just playing hooky. Literally a human-sized pile of diarrhea. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you guys had a stock up on M&M's for, like, the apocalypse over there? Yeah. No, we got a little uh, hangover drawer in the uh, TV room that you got in. Oh, that's clutch. We're speed on Sundays. <laughs> well, we did win 4 nothing uh, on Monday. It was a nice physical game. Um very, very good all-around game for everybody, and you'll have to listen to the beginning of this episode to get all those, you know, beautiful details, of course. Physicality, I like it. Well, hey, buddy, no, I, w- I want to hear about you, man. You know, um, I, I honestly, uh, it's hard to it's hard to admit, but I don't know a lot about you personally, you know, about your history and stuff like that, so why don't you give us the, the story of, of Pick Nederson, man? Right. Uh, well, it grew up about 10 miles west of st louis um started playing hockey when i was about six um for kirkwood hockey um played high school hockey at kirkwood as well played a year of uh central states throughout uh throughout the summer um which was in afton which is right next door to kirkwood um went to college played a year club at kansas got absolutely speed bagged every game (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> horrible man so bad um graduate i played one year it was way too expensive not a lot of fun uh went back to st louis took about a year off and then i started playing men's league for hockey north america um which is an organized i think it's nationwide i don't know if they have anything in florida but um a lot of other states um played two years of that Followed my girlfriend down here. She's getting her PhD at USF. And uh, the guy that I, some guy that I played hockey with in St. Louis, he knew Big C O'Neill, Big Cocaine O'Neill. <laughs> and uh, he linked me up with him, and, and Big C brought me out to the Ferg's Live Squad, and uh, it's been a match made in heaven ever since. Absolutely. It sure has been. Um funny little story about that i don't know if i ever told you this so uh big c was like hey listen i got a guy coming from st louis he's got to join a team he's like a guy he was like brokering a deal basically you know right. bringing this guy on so unfortunately there's probably no hockey db to go for <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't know your stats i didn't know what you look like i didn't know anything about you but he's like hey get this guy nick on the team he's just moved down here last week uh we'll get him out here you know, make sure you guys like him. We'll get him going. So I knew you just moved to town. I didn't know anything about you. And I played drop-in. And it was like, I guess, supposedly the week you moved to town. And there was a guy wearing all the St. Louis gear. And I was, I forget who I was dropping with, but I was like, 
you think that's new guy Nick? And I was on the bench, like, talking. I was like, I wonder if it is. And I was almost going to go up to the guy and be like, hey, you Nick Peterson? And then I just decided last minute not to. And then when I met you, like, four days later, I'm like, thank God. That guy would have been like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I was about to say, was he lightning quick? Did he have real silky hands? Because <laughs> that's what would have been me. But, yeah, I, thought, well, I have no idea who that could have been. I mean, I feel like I would know all the St. Louis guys out here that play hockey and only yeah, it, it's it's pretty rare that someone's wearing any kind of St. Louis gear. It was like on like his pants and like his jersey or something like that. And I was like, this is you know, it's got to be. I mean, come on, who else could it be? And it right. Definitely was not. Yeah, that's uh, that was not me. But uh, yeah, so Big C brought me out, um, and yeah, it's been it's been good since, boys. Well, rest in peace to Big C. But we're glad that we still got you on the squad, buddy. Um, you know, we, uh, I will say that our, our D core, I mean, if you look at the stats for the league, uh, by far, we're the best as far as goals against. And we just have a, a shutdown crew back there now with, with Russell as our backstop. So you can't really go wrong. And uh, it's nice having, having you back there as another D-man that can rush up the puck pretty much on command and, and get involved offensively. So we, uh, we love you on the squad, bud. And, uh, you know, thanks for sharing your story, man. But I think Paulie's got some – some extra little follow-up questions for you. Let's hear them. Yeah. Well, let's just say, so when you first joined our team, I don't know how many, we've been in the team for seven seasons or so. So I think you joined probably on our first or second. Um, we had a little bit of a rough go. I think the first 10 games you played with us, I think we lost every single time you're, you're with our team. I remember that vividly. Yes. Literally pretty sure we lost every single game. I'm pretty sure we had a conversation. I'm like, you know, because like you missed a few games here or there and like somehow we won those games. And I was like, Nick, we're going to win one of these games and you're on the team. <laughs> I was waiting that, for the victory, boys. I was waiting for it. Well, now we're uh, playing our fourth championship in a row. And, um, you know, we're just kind of dumb. These teams left and right. You know, we won the championship last time. We're in our fourth championship game next week. I mean, what do you think being on the team for as long as you have? Why do you think all of a sudden it went from losing all these games to just kind of being this kick-ass team? Uh, it's, it's a pretty, pretty easy question. I would say the addition of Matt Walsh and, and Michael Coca, no doubt. Wow. wow. No, offense no, Donnie. no offense to Donnie, but. Coca's a little younger. He's got a little more speed. He's got some pretty good hands. I think he was a solid addition, and, and Walsh is just a beauty out there, dude. Wow. They'll be very excited to hear that. Yeah. And we, I mean, we've had a great cast of guys over the years, but we're probably one of the best I think versions I, we've did, did. Did Walsh take somebody's spot, or was that just an addition? Um, You know, every time a spot opens up, then, yeah, someone gets it. I think yeah, uh, it would have been a replacement, possibly. I think Walsh took Theo's spot. <laughs> God, thank you, fucking God. It's a minor upgrade. <laughs> a minor upgrade. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I probably – I could count on one hand the amount of words I said to Theo the entire season. <laughs> like, dude, come on, man. If you're going to go out there and be an asshole, at least, like, you know, chum it up with the dude somewhat. <laughs> yeah, or maybe, you know – Try to get some points or something instead of going zero zero points and a hundred plus pims in ten games. Yeah, you don't get points for going out and absolutely axing people's arms. <laughs> well, that's a lot of fun, but yeah, that's a good way to look at it, man. The additions of uh, Walshy, Waldick, Coca. I mean, these guys have brought our team to the next level, and um, I'm I looking think, forward uh, to. We can't, we can't we can't forget about Russ too. I think who was the goalie when I started? Was it Andrew? Maybe it was Bowen. I don't remember. 
Yeah, I don't even remember yeah, either. I, I, th- I think you probably started in the last season with Bowen. Um, and then we had two seasons with Andrew before picking up Russ. So, yeah, I mean, Russ is just so solid back there. Another, not, not that those guys weren't, but Russ is just our, our rock back there. Right, absolutely. No, uh, Bowen's real good. Andrew, I mean, he's a bit of a hothead, but he, he's not a bad boy. I play with him in the uh, – in the Bender League below occasionally. And, uh, I mean, he looks like fucking Cujo out there in that league. But, <laughs> yeah, he was uh, – it was it was time for him to leave. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. So, let me ask you, man. So, you know, you missed last game. And um, I know the coach is uh, scratchy for a few games this season that you missed. Um, is everything okay? <laughs> yeah, boys, I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. Uh, usually, usually is work or, uh, just unbelievably hungover, but, uh, you know, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I've marched to the beat of my own drum. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> okay. So, so just want to clarify, there's no post concussion syndromes or anything, um, going oh, on, right? Oh no. I mean, those no post concussion syndrome. That's just years and years of smoking pot. <laughs> Okay. You know, and for people who don't know, we won the championship last season and we all took a team photo around the cup. And uh, this photo is up in the bar for the public to see for a good four months. And uh, we'll have to add it to our, our social media page. But basically in this photo, you, you look insane. Let's just be honest. I showed it to my girl and she was like, you literally look mentally retarded. I mean, do you remember taking that photo or were you blacked yeah. out? A little blurry. I got hit from behind by Big Boy out there, and uh, I think he rattled my brain. <laughs> it looked like either concussion, or maybe you had accidentally eaten like five to six pot brownies, and you're just in another dimension. You know? <laughs> I honestly, I wish I had an answer. I have no idea. What <laughs> photo. Well, what that photo is going to go down. That photo is going to go down in history as one of the best ever taken. So I'm so happy that uh, you just had like nothing behind those eyes, man. It was just, just your face and nothing going on behind it. And it's just the, fucking the engine, was, the engine was running, but nobody was home. That's for sure. <laughs> Hopefully they don't, they leave those, they take those pictures down. I feel like they have to. I mean, they they, yeah. Well, whoever wins on Monday, their new pictures going up and that one, old one's coming down. So, you know, you get a chance to take a similar photo again next week. Yeah, I'll bring my my hair comb and fucking gel. Make sure I'm looking good. <laughs> we should all do the uh, we should all do the Nick Peterson stare, and, and then we win the championship on Monday. Let's all just look like we're lost out there. Oh, I am so down. <laughs> well, let me ask you. So, um, did you listen to the podcast last week by chance? Uh, I did not. What I miss? Man, tough week. Tough week. Uh, so. Last week, we did a hypothetical uh, casting for the Ferg's Live movie. And um, our, our casting team over here, which is Brando and myself, we, uh, we gave you a role. Did you hear anything about that? Uh, I did not. What was my role? <laughs> so, so we gave your role to uh, Ed Helms <laughs> to be cast for you in the <laughs> Ferg's Live movie. That is probably the biggest compliment I've ever got. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad you liked it. Some of the other boys were complaining about some of the other ones that we said, like uh, we said Waldrick looked like um, Macaulay Culkin when he was on meth and had long hair and uh, Coco was was Kevin Hart. And, you know, we had we had a couple of doozies out there. But, yeah, we just decided that uh, kind of with your personality and with your looks that Ed Helms was was a perfect little uh, uh, version of you for our first live movie going forward. I mean, the office, the office has got to be top three all time, right? 
Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, um, or if you want to throw a, a face tattoo on and knock a tooth out, we support that as well. Oh, man. It might take another uh, concussion for me to do that. Just have no idea what's going on. And you guys just blast my face and, and knock my tooth out. <laughs> no, we, we'll just black out with a marker instead. Right. <laughs> that, better. So, so circle. That helms. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> so circling back to uh, the, the Stanley Cup and everything, did you get a chance to watch the series? And what were your thoughts on uh, the outcome? Uh, yeah, I did. I was uh, pretty happy for Washington. Um, honestly, wasn't wasn't a big Ovi fan until post post Stanley Cup when I just saw him like fucking paddling in six inches of water, just getting absolutely tossed. All right, maybe I do like this guy, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Oshi too. I, I would like to know a stat. I feel like the past like four or five cup winners have all had at least one ex blues player win his first cup. So oh. a, little, a little bitter for me. Oshi, I know Ian Cole won one with Pittsburgh. Uh, fuck. I couldn't rattle off other guys, but I, I know there's at least been one or two more. Yeah. I mean, so, so think about that. I mean, you know, you had Ryan Reeves on Vegas and Oshi on, um, capitals are you a reese fan or are you an oshi fan i mean they're both beauties i mean yeah oh, i love i love both of them i loved both of them when they were with st louis i mean reese is just an absolute monster i mean the dude just pummels people um he was actually pretty like somewhat productive for a fourth liner for us too yeah um, pretty pretty good player and oshi was uh, there was like rumors of him like having issues with Hitchcock and with upper management, blah blah blah. I mean, who knows if any of that stuff's ever true? But it, it pretty much just came down to you know it was his time to go, unfortunately. But he's been tearing it up. He's been playing a lot better with the Caps than he did with us. So maybe there's some truth to that. I don't know. Well, speaking of good old TJ Oshie, did you see him in the parade afterwards? He um, he pulled his jersey over his head and he and he chugged beer through his jersey. Uh, do you know? Do you know that's a thing that we actually do on our team regularly? What's that? Do you know that's a thing that we actually do on our team regularly? It's called the Beer Monster. I'm not sure if you've ever done one with us. Yeah, did, did you literally not just hear me say it's called a Beer Monster? No, no, <laughs> no I didn't. I think I was talking over you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I know about the Beer Monster. I actually don't know about it from you guys. We used to, uh, we used to indulge in a few Beer Monsters back in St. Louis. They're, they're a ton of fun. But yeah, so, DJ Oshie just getting after it. So maybe TJ Oshie learned about that in St. Louis and now is bringing it to Washington. Oh, that could be a possibility. I've, I saw him out. They had uh, one of my buddies started a bar in Clayton, which is like a pretty small, like snooty fucking affluent city halfway between Kirkwood and downtown. And he closed that bar down and opened it up in downtown right next to Scottrade, which is where the Blues play. And uh, they would hang out there all the time. So it's very possible that he learned the beer monster in St. Louis. Well, I'll tell you, I love the fact that you know what a beer monster is. We've been doing those for about eight years, and a lot of people don't know, especially like when once TJ Oshie did, people are like, "What is he doing? What's what is that chugging a beer through his jersey?" It's like, dude, that's like a thing. Yeah, no, not to be confused with him waterboarding himself. He's <laughs> so so when you do your beer monster, I mean, you know, obviously we're we're talking about regional differences here because we never done one together, which we'll we'll obviously have to do this in the locker room at some point. But have you uh like? We do a thing where we put the hat on backwards, the sunglasses on the shirt, down on one knee as you oh. chug that beer. I mean, <laughs> that's how we do it. That is by far better than any beer monster I've ever done. We just throw the <laughs> dirt over the face and just get going. 
I mean, I think the guys on our team, we probably have done hundreds of beer monsters over the years. We actually haven't done one in a while, so we're due. Did it, did it start off like that, or was it? did it evolve into throwing the shades on? I, I learned it from some guys in Minnesota um, like eight years ago, and that's how, that's how I was taught. So that's how we've always been doing it since. Yeah, maybe it's a uh, Midwest, you know, northern thing. I don't know. I don't know, but it, it's amazing is what it is. It's <laughs> yeah, amazing. We Monster, and then I saw him like double barrel shotgun in those those glass Rona bottles. Is like that's, that's impressive, but uh, that is very impressive. I tried that with two uh, Labatt Blue Lights in the locker room uh, cans after our game on Monday, and it did not go well for me. <laughs> Actually, it went very poorly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was happy to see the Caps win, man. I mean, Ovi's been in the league for what thirteen years now, fourteen years. And they've just been getting absolutely heartbroken year after year. So uh, it, it was good to see them win, no doubt. It, it is. And I'm totally with you on the whole uh, bender they're going on. It it's, makes me want to go on a bender like that when we win something. So Yeah, and everybody, I mean, they were just getting chirped by everybody. Like, fucking, these guys are going on, you know, week-long benders. Like, I, dude, do your thing. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's, it, it's inspiring. So uh, I'm all for but, the benders. Uh, these guys are guys- wild. Did you guys, uh, did you guys hate Vegas as much as everybody else? I mean, I, I really I would have been okay with Vegas winning. I wasn't. I don't think I was on that fully on that bandwagon and just bashing them nonstop. So, what did you I, guys? I didn't, I didn't hate them. Um, I kind of like the fact they're in there, you know. And I'm hoping to get over there for a game next year, you know, to watch you know, the Lightning play them or something. But no, I think it's good for the league. I think it's, you know, it's a good thing for the team. I was kind of entertained by them, to be honest. I don't, Brando. What would you think? I fucking hated them. <laughs> Everything about him. Um, I do love players like Reeves. Well, I mean, I just I, I don't like things that I don't understand. I think I've said that on the podcast before, and I just don't understand. And I still don't why they were so good. But we'll see how they are next year, man. And they land a couple free agents, dude. They could be, you know, an, another serious contender next year. And then maybe, uh, I don't know. I think I just, I don't know. I just feel like it was a fluke, but then they kept on proving me wrong. But uh, I don't know, man. Well, I think I don't know if I'm 100% correct on this, but I think back in the old expansions, they could teams could protect what, like 3D and maybe four offense, and now it was like they could protect or no, it was five forwards, 4D, maybe six forwards, 4D, and now it was 3D, four forwards. So they just had, I mean, essentially they had to pick the from most teams and just assembled a pretty powerful squad. Oh and yeah. David- yeah. You would have been another blue that one. They, they had, um, I mean, they had a much better choice in past expansions because in the past, a lot, um, the previous ones, teams are allowed to protect two goalies and they were basically picking out third string goalies. Vegas got to pick second string goalies and then they were able to protect a lot of players. And likewise, a right. lot of previous inspection, um, excuse me, expansions, there is usually two expansion teams drawing from the same pool of players whereas Vegas was just one. So they had it easier, but they also paid five hundred million versus like twenty million of previous teams. So maybe that's an offset. I mean, I got to think that the NHL, if they're gonna, you know, try and have a successful team in Vegas, they they want to assemble a pretty good squad from right off the bat, or else they're just gonna fucking everybody in Vegas is gonna lose interest, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of rigged from the start, but at the same time, no one said that after they picked all their players, everyone's like, oh, they're going to suck anyway. So it's not like they had <laughs> yeah. this amazing team. They made, they worked with what they had, but yeah, they had a decent pool of players. So, 
and some guys came out of nowhere. I mean, uh, how long was Marcia Saul in Tampa's uh, organization? So he was in Tampa's for uh, a couple years. He only he only played like half of one season, and he was promising. But he was you know getting third, fourth line time, and we were pretty deep, so they let him go to Florida. I think he he resigned over there. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, he just had a hell of a season. Yeah, I mean. You know, I don't feel bad about Tampa letting him go, but if I was a Panthers fan, I'd feel pretty bad about them letting him go. I mean, he's he, sure. he scored 30 goals before they sent him away, which is crazy. Really? Yeah, so. Oh, I bet Russ has spent many a, many a nights crying himself to sleep over that one. Well, yeah, if you're a Panthers fan, you sure have been <laughs> in general. <laughs> you know, so, you, do you know the numbers, though, before? Was it like how many forwards and D you could protect in the old expansions? I don't know them exactly. I think in this one, it was eight or 10 you could protect. In the previous ones, I think it was um, like 15 guys. So pretty much your only your fourth line was available. Um, this year, yeah. they, they were able to get you know, third and fourth liners, maybe squeeze out even a second liner. So. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we have a, a lightning round for you. Brandon's going to run through some uh, – some pretty quick questions, and you know, first thing that comes to mind, mention what you're going to say. But before we get to, I, I have one question for you. Um, will you be at the game on Monday? Oh, I'll be there, buddy. I'll okay. be there. It's eight thirty. Put it in your calendar. We'll send you a yeah. reminder. <laughs> Please. Hey, you guys got Outlook, right? <laughs> yeah. Send me a reminder. I'll, I'll accept the invitation. Just make sure you hide the bag of M and M's from your dog next week, so that way there's no <laughs> troubles. Dude, I literally, I was like, woke up and I was like, who is like uncontrollably farting in my bedroom? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that my girlfriend is like, are you diarying in your sleep? Like, what is happening? I turn on the lights, my dog is just projectile. I was like, oh my God, this is not <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, I guess it's better than if it was you or your girlfriend doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% correct about that. But uh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there ready to rock. I'm playing tonight. I'll get a little, uh, little endurance going all right buddy well i'm gonna start off the lightning round questions there's 10 questions total they're totally fucking random and um we'll have some fun with them there's no wrong answers here but we might judge you on a few of your answers that's for sure so if, if you're ready let's start it off buddy let's get it going question number one do you prefer pepsi or coke oh coke all day question number two if you could be any superhero who would you be uh superman question number three if you won the lottery what would you do with the money on your first day uh buy a house through poly d (laughs) (laughs) probably a very lame answer but uh yeah i don't have a house now so we'll go with the house would you buy jerseys for the boys (laughs) oh yeah i mean bob ferg's like this guy sounds like a little bit of a pincher man <laughs> yeah, are you guys looking shit. for investors? Because I am a multiple thousand dare. <laughs> <laughs> I have hundreds and hundreds of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number four. What is your favorite video game console of all time? And what's your favorite game from that console? Uh PlayStation 4 uh FIFA. Oh, interesting. Question number five. How many miles per hour would you estimate your slap shot is? Uh, I'm going to go with like 190, 195. 
No, I don't know. Six Fuck. kilometers per hour? What is that? Like a hold of it. You guys have seen the rarity when I get a hold of it. I'd say maybe, maybe 80, 75. I, I'd put you at 80, 80 plus if you get a, get a nice little cranker there, buddy. I'll give you some credit. All right. Uh, question number six. What's your favorite food of all time? Uh, chicken wings. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Boneless or bone in? Oh, bone in, dude. Drummies, not flats. <laughs> That's very specific. Okay. Yeah. Question Question number seven. Here's where things get weird. Would you rather be a giant hamster or a tiny rhino? <laughs> oh, man. I hope you're uh, high right now. <laughs> yeah. Trying to, I'm trying to think like Walsh would think here. Uh, <laughs> fuck, man. I guess I got to go with a tiny rhino just because hamsters are pathetic. <laughs> Fair enough. Question number eight. This one's a tough one. Would you rather take a clapper by Zidane Chara or would you rather take a hit by Scott Stevens, both in their primes, of course? Oh, my God. I mean, you got to give me like 30 minutes on this. Holy hell. <laughs> Basically, Where, which way would you prefer? To to the, you said the clappers to the face. No, uh, no, <laughs> yeah. just just taking a clapper in general. Uh, I'll take I the mean, clapper. You... I'll take the clapper all day. Scott Stevens used to lay the hammer. Yeah, Scott Stevens will leave you concussed again, and uh, Chara might just blow your leg off. But your, right. your mentally, your head will be fine. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure this brain can take any more concussions, boys. <laughs> Question number nine. Uh, Polly and I kind of talked about where you're going to go with this one, but who is your favorite player of all time? Uh, oh, man. Um, it has to be one. It has to be one. Uh, I'm going to say Brett Hull. Oh, I I called it. Good choice. <laughs> but I thought you, I thought you were going to say Scotty Upshaw. <laughs> Upshaw. Yeah, I actually like Scotty Upshaw quite a bit. That guy gave it his all, man. All heart. But is a close second. Rest in peace. I, I know you weren't gonna say Jake Allen. Oh no, that guy. <laughs> Fuck man. Don't even get me going on Jake Allen. Can, <laughs> Who did you say was your was your second? Pavel Dimitra. Ooh, I like oh, that. Yeah. Rest in peace, yeah. Okay. Last last question here for you. Number ten. Who is your least favorite NHL team? Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Called it. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys used to absolutely punish us in the playoffs, man. I, I don't think I've ever been as happy as I've been when we beat them in game seven, man. That was quite the feeling. Oh, man, you did. Uh, you crushed those uh, lightning round questions, buddy. Ten correct answers out of ten. Um, you know, very, very creative, funny guy, uh, funny answers coming out of you. So I think the boys will enjoy uh, hearing your kickback on those. But um, and kind of before we sign off here, man, I want to I want to kind of go back and revisit these St. Louis Blues, man. I mean, what, what is their what is their next season looking like here? What would you like to see them do in the offseason coming up? Uh, I mean, outside of sign John Tavares. Which I um, there's been some, I guess there's some rumors that we are possibly looking at Ryan O'Reilly. Um, I, I think that we just need to get, we get a, need to get another center. Um, the wish list is with, long. What's up with your boy Fabry? What's that? What's up with your boy Robbie Fabry? 
There, I was uh, on Twitter the other day, and it was like just all hypotheticals. It was like to get Ryan O'Reilly, like package Fabry with. I think we got a ton of picks, like package Fabry with O'Reilly, possibly. I don't know if that was, you know, if that's even close to being something that can happen. But uh, I mean, uh, I'd I'd take Ryan O'Reilly over Fabry any day, just because he's proven, and and Fabry has proved that his ACLs are maybe made of paper. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I, like I take Riley over Fabry any day. You just need somebody to to center up Mr. Uh, Tarasenko there, and he can pop in about 180 goals a season if he's got somebody that can play make for him. And I think O'Reilly might be a pretty good guy for that role. Yeah, they thought Stasny was going to be it, and gave him what, I think like seven mil a year. That didn't pan out too well, but uh, yeah, we just need somebody to feed Tarasenko so he can just absolutely unleash rockets. But um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we make some moves. Apparently, we got a lot of cash, and uh, Doug Armstrong has been given the uh, go-ahead to, to spend some cash in the off-season. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited. It's going to be a good off-season. It's going to be a great draft, and I wish your I wish your Blues good luck, especially now that my Red Wings aren't in the same division as them. I don't really have to focus on them too much anymore. Right. Yeah. I wish the same for you, buddy. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can taste one of those cups that Detroit's taste. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're getting me all rock hard over here. <laughs> I think it's time for us to uh, to end this up, buddy. So once again, uh, we want to thank you for coming on, man, at a uh, fantastic interview. Thank you for spending uh, half an hour with us and, and sharing your story with the boys. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on Monday. Appreciate it, dudes. I'll see you Monday. All right. See you, Nick. Later. And now, Toilet Talk with Jesse Reed. I'm gonna use the potty, not much you need to know. You just sit on down and let it go. The potty, the potty, I'm gonna use the potty. The potty, the potty, I'm gonna use the potty. Is a boomerang basically a one-player frisbee? Onion rings are just vegetable donuts. If you sleep in your car full of your own stuff, you're a homeless guy. But if you spent $60,000 on an RV, you're a retired guy. Just sit on down and let it go. This has been Toilet Talk with Jesse Reed. All right, welcome back to the show. What a fucking beauty Nick Peterson is, man. I mean, fantastic interview. That guy's hilarious. He had some great answers for the uh, for the lightning round and uh, has a pretty interesting backstory about how he ended up joining the Ferg's boys and, uh, you know, looking forward to hopefully seeing him next Monday at the championship. Hopefully uh, his dog doesn't get sick or his uh, girlfriend doesn't have diarrhea or whatever the hell was going on with him. And uh, we'll, we'll get him back out there with the boys and win a back-to-back ship. But uh, other than that, man, Polly, what what else do we have on, on deck here before we end up this pod? Well, a couple things. You know, um, I've had some people recently, you know, email us in and talk. And, and people want to know what makes our podcast different than, you know, the average hockey podcast. Um, you know, we're not pro players. Brando, I never played a pro game. You never played a pro game. Um, 
and whatnot. But we do know hockey pretty well, and I like to think we're pretty funny. Um, but I was thinking, since we weren't pro players like some of the other podcasts, I mean, we all love spitting chicklets, put that out there. We're not trying to be them. But, you know, two different podcasts can exist. Multiple podcasts can exist at the same time. I mean, there are too many. Um, but we do have some pretty cool stories. I think, you know, we have some interaction with pros we could always talk about and just some fun stuff, why people have asked us for stories. Do you have any uh, – you ever hung out, played with any kind of pro players in your uh, time playing hockey? Any stories you want to bring out? I really, I haven't really played with many pro players. I mean, you know, some guys in the minors and stuff like that, but no superstars out there. But uh, I do have one uh, pretty funny, uh, interesting story. When we were back in college and I was playing at Central Michigan University, um, we had this kid, Eric Ruthkowski, that joined our team, and he actually grew up um, and is really close friends with Justin Advocator from the Red Wings. And um, I think we were home for, it might have been like uh, Christmas break or, you know, one of those breaks. And uh, Advocator actually paid for uh, six of us to go to one of the Red Wings games, and which we thought was badass enough that he, you know, basically paid for us to go to the games, and we thought that that was that. And as we're about getting ready to leave, uh, my boy Ruthie, he uh, he kind of drags us over and he goes, "Hey boys, I got another surprise for you." And he takes us down like this little back like hallway, going down like into the basement. It looks like I have no idea where the hell he's taking us. And uh, we pop around this corner and here's Advocator after the game standing there and he kind of stepped out of the locker room and he's like, "Hey, come on, boys, you know, let's just wanted to come and show you the room and stuff like that." So we got a a pretty cool opportunity to to see the the locker room post game uh, a lot of the players were still in there we didn't really get a chance to talk to a lot of them there was a lot of press and everyone there so um Advocator was talking to the group of us out in the hallway as we were about to head out and he kind of had his arm up on the wall um just kind of like lounging and talking to us and then um for those of you guys who don't know who Jonathan Erickson is he's a defenseman on the Red Wings he's like six foot five like 240 pounds just an absolute monster and he like walked underneath where advocator's arm was like like a little kid and just kind of like giggled and walked right through our little conversation circle that we had didn't say a word to anybody just walked right through us and uh just kind of reminds me how like you know these guys are like us dude they're just hockey boys they like to have some fun they like to dick around and have some fun with each other and um as we're about to wrap up our conversation with advocator <clears throat> who other than the fucking legend Gordie Howe comes out of the locker room and all of our jaws just like drop to the floor and he looks at Advocator and he's like you're looking good out there kid says like a couple words to him and looked at us and he just kind of like stared at us for a second we're like uh uh um oh my god Mr. Howe you're you're an absolute legend uh it would be an honor to shake your hand and he shook all of our hands and we said goodbye to Abs and we went out in a bender in downtown Detroit the rest of the night and I was just like one of the coolest things that I have ever done in my life, man. So why was Gordy Howe there again? Why was Gordy Howe there? Yeah. Because he's a Red Wings legend. He's at, he was at most of the Red Wings games, the home games. This is still back at Joe Louis Arena. So so he just was going to games and heads down to the locker room and was just hanging out with everyone yeah. for most games? Yeah, he just walked out of the locker room and kind of looked at Advocator. Advocator. He's like, you're looking good out there, kid. And we're just like, oh, mm. but to like jizz our pants just like, 
absolute legend, man. And this was like about the time when he was kind of like starting to lose it a little bit and he wasn't really super talkative. You can kind of tell that he was getting a little frail. And I mean, it was just, I mean, what a cool opportunity that obviously we didn't even expect to see any of the players. And then we get to go and peek our head in the locker room, talk to Advocator, see Erickson, those boys, and then fucking Gordy Howe. Are you kidding me? Come on, dude. That That's pretty amazing. Did you uh, not wash your hand for a week? Yeah, I haven't washed it since. Yeah, this was uh, probably like junior year in college. This is like, yeah, 2010. It's been about eight years since I since I washed my right hand. I usually put it in like a garbage bag when I take a showers and stuff. That's pretty amazing, man. But, uh, I mean, other than that, you know, I, I haven't really had an opportunity to play with a lot of the guys and stuff like that. But, uh, Polly, I know that, that you've had an opportunity to, to skate around with some of these boys. You want to share any, any of those stories? Yeah, um, I actually had a chance to play uh, three-on-three yesterday with a certain someone, but uh, I'm not going to tell that story because I want to get invited back <laughs> to keep skating. Yeah. Can so, you give us a clue to who it was? Um, is an active player. <laughs> That's a bad Active idea. lightning player? Okay. I just say lightning player, but you did. But, yeah, all right, we'll, oh. we'll leave it. <laughs> um, Oops. Well, anyway, so I do these um, – I, I do have a, a pretty cool story. I do these uh, – social camps with the lightning they do it's like a fantasy camp it's not a skilled camp by any means but you know once a year they'll have uh it's usually the same guys about you know 30 35 of those guys people are flying in it's, it's a four-day camp where basically we get to play at amley arena on the ice um they bring in about 14 pro players to play with us they give us like the pro treatment a bunch of jerseys swags and what and whatnot you know that we get to to be there for so it's always a good time um the last time i did it and i've done it a number of times in a row um they elected me to be the captain of one of the teams just because i've have done it before so they kind of have you know, half the pro players are on one team with a bunch of guys, half the other pro players, about seven of the pro players are on uh, my team, and they made me the captain. So we're getting ready. At the end of the camp, we have, like, a big full-on game, you know, on the arena, you know, with that's, like, stop time, ref, and everything like that. And the pro players actually kind of get into it a little bit because – you know, as they're playing with us, they're more or less want to compete against the other pro players on the other side, that little, you know, us guys at that competition. So they're like, all right, Paul, um, we have four lines of forwards, uh, three lines of defense. Go ahead and um, make the lines for the team. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to tell you pro guys where to play because <laughs> I'm just not going to do that. And you're like, no, seriously, go ahead and tell us who you want on defense, who you want on offense. And I think on um, – my team, I had, you know, Andrew Chuck, Tim Taylor, um, Andre Waugh, a couple of those guys who are just a riot to play with. So I basically filled out the roster, and I basically left a blank spot on every single line and let them write in where they wanted to do it. And uh, a Dingman, who was on our team, walks in there, sees the, the paper on the wall with these blank spots, and writes himself into the first line. And he's like, hey, boys, he's like, it's the first time I ever played first line in my career. <laughs> he's getting all excited about it. So... We're out there. We're playing a full-on game. Um, it, it's just a good time. Everyone's you know having a ball with it. The game is tied up, and we're going to go into a three-on-three overtime. And um, we go to the bench. We're kind of regrouping to decide what we're going to do. Obviously, we're not being coached or anything. And um, they're, they're like, hey, Paul, what do you want to do? And I'm like, what do I want to do? And it just felt wrong because I have this C on my jersey. And I'm talking to Dave Anderchuk, former captain of the Lightning, and Tim Taylor, former captain of Lightning, and other guys, and they're all asking me what to do. 
I shouldn't be wearing a C, not around those guys. They should be telling me what to do. I don't even want to do this. I'm like, I don't know. Tell me. And they, they wanted me to, to pick three guys to go out there, and uh, we did, and we lost, and that was that. <laughs> so, you know, it was weird. <laughs> then they ripped the C off your jersey, and they asked you to never come back. <laughs> I wanted to give it back so bad. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. You ever have, ever have any uh, run-ins with good old Stevie Y? Um, actually, you and I did together. You remember? Uh, well, you've seen him on a plane a few times, haven't you? Yeah. As well? Yeah, a couple planes on the way back to Detroit, just flying Delta on the way back. You'd figure a, a baller like Eisman would have his own jet or something. But, uh, you know, he's just a normal guy, man. I walk on the plane, and he's sitting first class. And uh, I kind of put my wife, Aaron, like standing in front of me, and I, I secretly took like a, a little video of him sitting there. He's got his lightning shirt on. He's just looking down at his phone. And then uh, another time I was heading up to Michigan for a bachelor party and I was getting picked up from the airport and going right to a uh, Red Wings game. And so I was wearing my uh, Detroit Zetterberg, uh, Zetterberg, um, the Winter Classic white jersey on the plane and I walk and I'm just by myself on the plane and I walk by and there's Eiserman again in first class and I'm, you know, waiting for people in front of me to like put their bags away and go sit down. So I'm standing right next to them. I don't want to like cause a scene and be like, holy shit, Steve Eiserman, like, get everyone to start looking at him and stuff. So I just kind of, like, creepily, quietly, just kind of, like, put my head a little bit closer to him. I was just like, go Wings. And then just, like, walked away. He just, like, looked at me and smiled, didn't say anything. And then uh, I went to the bathroom and jacked off after that because, uh, I mean, holy shit, that was fucking amazing. But, um... That's, that's a little creepy. He's like, why is this guy leaning in? <laughs> yeah, I was like, go Wings. Tickled his ear a little bit. You should have just been like, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Like Wayne's World. <clears throat> I didn't want to be that guy and be like, oh, it would be an honor just to shake your hand and be like, you know, thinking about like all the germs and like in the airport and the plane and stuff like that. And for him to like give him an opportunity to like say no to me and just ruin my life. Yeah. I was just like, go wings. He like looked at me and smiled, and I walked away, and that's all I needed, man. That was fucking great. So you were wearing a Zetterberg jersey on the plane? Yeah, Zetterberg jersey. It was uh, Winter Classic white, and I had, uh, still had the A on the sweater because Lindstrom was the captain at the time. Man, jersey on the plane. Who does that? <laughs> I don't know, man. When you're going back to Detroit, and it's fucking you know, negative 20 degrees outside. That was pretty much my jacket for the weekend. So, <laughs> All right, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, that one time we, uh, speaking of Stevie Y, we were at the uh, Prospects Camp, and Paulie being a season ticket holder, um, we had access to go in, and he brought myself and Danny Descalzo in to go and check out the Prospect Camp. Um, but we showed up a few minutes late, and we didn't really know where to sit, so we just kind of strolled in and walked right in, uh, like to the lower bowl, pretty much, uh, you know, closer, or like, opposite of where Paul's seats are, right? Or somewhere around yeah. there. We're lower bowl. And we're sitting there and I look over and there's like a group group of people sitting over in the corner and nobody else. And we can't we can hear people. Apparently they were like all above us. All the season ticket members were above us and like the second level watching everything. We're the only people sitting in the lower bowl and we look over and there's Steve Eisenman and probably the coaching crew. I don't know who the other guys were, but uh um you know, we're just staring at him like, holy shit, it's fucking Steve Eiserman, dude. And we thought that, you know, he would just, somebody was going to tell us to leave. We were in the wrong spot, but we stayed there the whole time, watched the prospect uh, little camp going on. Yeah, he was he was 15 seats away from us. Um, and we, no one, I don't know, I guess that's the perk of coming late is no one tells you where to go. So we just picked our own seats. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then I mean he could have he could have walked anywhere. He could have you know gone the opposite way of us. He could have just went right up the uh, like the row where he was sitting and, and and left. But when the whole thing was done, he like came across the row of seats and he came right over to us. And I was sitting closer to the aisle, and then Polly was in the middle, and Danny was uh, was the furthest away. And he walks like right up next to us, and he's like looks at us, goes, "You boys having a good time?" And I was just like. Oh my God, Mister Eiserman! Like, you know, you're like a fucking hero to me. I didn't say fucking hero, but I don't even remember what I said to him. And uh, he just walked right past us, and and you know, Polly and Danny, these guys are just speechless. And Danny's like, yeah, yeah, just fucking ruined it. But uh, yeah, man, a couple run-ins with Stevie Y. The guy's an absolute legend. Yeah, he he was pretty nice. Uh, Brando's demeanor was so funny. It reminded me of like. When you're going to meet a girl's dad on a first date or something, they're like, hi, sir. Yes, Mr. Eiserman. Yes, absolutely. She'll be home by 1130. <laughs> yeah, it was going to be like, oh, what's up, dude? How you doing, man? What's your name? Oh, well, oh, yeah, you look familiar. No, dude, the guy's like one of my all-time heroes, dude. I mean, if same thing with like Gordy Howe. Like, oh, Mr. Howe, you know, Mr. Eiserman, you fucking... <laughs> I, they should have like the legend, Mr. Eiserman, in front of their names or something, man. I mean, what else would you say? Oh, hey, what's up, Steve? Well, no, I'm just saying it's just funny because you're like your posture perked up and you're all like, I personally thought he was going to be like, hey, are you guys supposed to be in these seats? Because <laughs> what I thought was going to be coming our way. But he was like, hey, you boys having a good time? And just really chill about it. Also, at that prospect camp we went, it was, um, it was like two years ago, I think. We got to watch the prospects play, and they had like a press conference on three there um, in like one of the, the rooms afterwards for three of the prospects to hear. And so there was, you know, 30 or so prospects there. You know, a lot of these guys you don't expect to actually make the team at some point, or maybe they do. But do you remember some of the prospects that were there that we saw? Yeah, I remember uh, two of them for sure. Cause I, uh, well, I remember Ernie. I remember watching him in the prospects camp and kind of hearing about him when he was drafted. I know that he was a pretty highly touted prospect, um, and uh, you know he was in that little um, interview uh, thing. Yeah, it was like a little Q and A afterwards. We could chat with them. I mean, they brought three uh, prospects up for that. Yeah, and then uh, I wasn't familiar about who he was at first, but uh, Braden Point was there, and he was up there asking questions. And I just like I couldn't wrap my brain around the fact that this little boy was up there and was in the prospect camp and stuff like that and like really didn't stand out or anything. I thought it was cool to hear, you know, him answer some questions and stuff like that. But he was such like a little kid. I feel like I could just like snap him in half. And then here he is just like an absolute stud in the NHL the next year, dude. Yeah, and then um actually Yanni Gordon was on the ice. He didn't even get up to the Q and A with us, but yeah, he was on the ice and you watch those guys play and you don't know who's gonna come up be up and coming. But yeah, it's pretty awesome. Now these guys are big deals. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, man, that's pretty cool. But uh, that kind of about, you know, I have some other little random stories here or there, but I think we'll save it for the next pod. What do you think, Baldy? Yeah, I got one little run-in with uh, Stevie Y real quick as well. Actually, two. I actually got to meet him um, when he first became the GM of the Lightning. Um, I was over there for one of those camps again. He actually came into the room that we're at and gave like talk to us all for like 30 minutes and it's like hey boys listen um you know it's the new gm of the lightning so i want you to know that we're building this right you know we're finding all the right people it's going to be a slow process i think this was like 2011 or so because it was a year like they didn't make the playoffs and then they went to boston conference finals and didn't do anything again after that but he's like hey we're going to take our time we're going to build it right he's like we're building a stanley cup team it's going to happen he's like but we're going to do all the right steps and uh 
I got to meet him, take a picture with him at that time. And then um, at a different camp, he signed me to a one day, $1 contract, I think it was. And, you know, we held a jersey out my name on it, took a picture, shook my hand. It was pretty cool. So you were signed by an NHL squad? I have the contract still framed up at my house. <laughs> oh, man. Still never got my $1, though. <laughs> well, maybe next time we see him. I mean, it's just a matter of time. for. I can't believe we've seen him already this many times. Um, <clears throat> next time I see him, I'll definitely bring up the fact that, you, that he owes you a dollar. <laughs> well, which was great because, like, I guess, like, they had everyone go in and, and sign a contract with him. And uh, they he has, like, a little bio about you before. So, like, I'm originally born in New Jersey. So... You know, I walk in the room, and it's, like, in the press conference room. He's at, like, the podium. There's, like, the banner behind it. It's, like, Amway Arena, like they do for all the press conferences. He's, like, hey, Paul. He's, like, man, you came all the way down here from New Jersey? And I was, like, um, actually, I came from across the street because I, I live in a condo across the street. He's, like, oh, well, welcome to, welcome to the area. Yeah, way to make Steve Eisman look like an asshole, <laughs> yeah. dude. What a dick. Actually, I, I wish he just would have ripped up your contract right there and be, like, sit down, little bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, didn't really know what to say. I, I felt less is better. So it, it was still a pretty amazing time. He's super personable, real nice guy. Um, I, I would love him to put on the skates one of these days and mess around these camps. I know a couple of people have asked him to, but I don't think he has any interest in doing anything like that. No, he's busy going back to these. Uh, I feel like the Red Wings are in these winter classics all the time, and they get into those alumni games. He's out there just scoring Geno's with Lindstrom and all these boys, like the good old days, man. That's those are the days that he needs to save his his wheels for, not not skating around with these little little prospects and stuff with the Lightning, especially because Eiserman's going to be coming back to the Red Wings in two years to be the GM once Kenny Holland's out of there. So it's good for him to get this experience with the Lightning before he comes back to the Wings. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's going anywhere until we win a cup, and you know we'll see what happens. But he's he's on a mission right now. Well, you got a two year window to do it, buddy. So hopefully they <laughs> land that, and uh, I think that's going to be about it for us, boys. So I hope that you joined, uh, you enjoyed hearing about good old Pick Nederson. Um, uh, we we got the good old championship game on Monday, eight thirty. Nick, please be there. <laughs> I know you might not even listen to this podcast. <laughs> Hopefully you will because you're the guest on it, but please come. We'll have the full squad. Let's win a back-to-back ship, and let's raise that cup and go on an absolute bender like the Caps. Let's do it.